All right, guys, wild card weekend in the book. Time to flip over the cards, look at these FFPC ownership projections, look at some of our favorite teams. You guys can tell us what sweats you have going on unless they involve Brock Purdy, in which case we don't want to fucking hear about it. It's ship chasing. Let's do it. Pat Fryer Helmo. <laughs> This is why I'm hot. Anita hand, hand job. Fix your sight. Jamar. Alpha play chase. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Canary's pony? You can't handle the heat. He looks like we're finally this boy. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Good evening, gentlemen. How are we doing? How was your wild card weekend? Good. Fun. Sweating this. Very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, talk about it. So we have our group chat for these stuff. And I mean, Leoti was slicing and dicing the data every which way possible. Gretch, you were pouring through it. I don't know. Pat was counting his money somewhere. Pat was doing something with Jags. Was, yeah, like, so there was kind of a moment of this where you guys are like tilting something on the Jags game, which I didn't watch in real time. I went out, Britt and I went, went out to dinner Saturday night. And I, <laughs> this is like New York. This is like a, kind of a, a unbelievable thing in new york we were looking to see about maybe getting a king bed which is in new york it's just not done you can't you can't live in a space big enough <laughs> so we're like you know what let's just let's think about it so as you guys were like tilting some jaguars something or other i was i was laying in a king bed yeah pat's getting like different sleep number levels like you guys would think that he wouldn't change you know but it's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird like the chat is different you know the rest of us kind of still grinding <laughs> stuff pat's sleeping in king beds he's done this thing in our chat where every time he comments like money just flutters on the page that's <laughs> yeah. i bought i bought the discord nitro that it's yeah. it's uh yeah. it's just like so money it starts flying everywhere the best thing though is pat if like you are just staying in your apartment but getting a king bed and so it's just like the old couple from willy wonka and the chocolate factory where their beds just like in the that's... living room but you're like that's, <laughs> what, like, you space for that's what it is it's not yeah, it's not opulent by any other standard than Brooklyn standards, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but it, it was very, very fun sweating the games. I feel like the FFPC sweat, the way it works too, and how it's like such this slow, methodical burn over three days. Like, and, and you're constantly adjusting what you need going into each one. We have Half the time you don't know what you need. We don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Leone's like doing intense data analytics on on our teams and everything here. That'd be like, it's all right, it's been so pretty amazing. I was like, tell us what our sweat is, and he's like, honestly, I don't know. This would be good for some teams, and this would be good for others. So I was like, all right. Leone found how to get Excel to like some colors, which I didn't even think was possible. Oh we, yeah, we have a he's spreadsheet. A he, he constantly becomes more and more of a freak in the sheets as we get uh, in, these, in these contests, dude. It's it's ridiculous. Where did we where did we lose it at him? Was when because he he had this color tiering for in our spreadsheet where we have our teams. Where green is obviously a good outcome for us. Uh, yellow was like or orange was more ambiguous, and then red was a bad outcome for us. Who did he want to give red? And we were revolting Tucker. against it. Okay. Tucker, he wanted, was, no, I thought it was that he, he wanted to give Tucker orange. He wanted yeah. to give Myers red. And Byers we're like, right. we're like, give him orange, give him orange because, <laughs> <Yeah>. because they <laughs> lost. <laughs> he did like our subjective bumping yeah. up of his arbitrary color coding. But I would say overall for us, uh, we did not hit the nuts in, over the not. wild card weekend, but we have a ton of teams that are live. And overall, what do we end up with? Five in the top 50 right now? Six in the top 100. 
four in the top. I think 50. seven in the top hundred and seven five in the top, top hundred. I think oh, so. Yeah, and five. But a lot of those are so we play enough that we've played a lot of different scenarios. A lot of those are playing Casey and Philadelphia fades, which obviously everybody at this moment in time is going to be like, "That's a ridiculous thing. Why did you do that?" Uh, I mean, last year the, the Packers and the Titans both lost in, in their first game. They were weaker one seeds, but we only played a few of those. It just so happened that the ones that we played those are probably the ones we're more likely to be on, like the Metcalfs. And obviously, you get more players yeah, I mean, playing in in Wild Card Weekend when you're fading the, the, the teams that right. aren't playing. Yeah, but we still have really good teams have, of those. We have less Seattle fade on a lot of those teams. Yeah. So it's like obviously then who someone else has to be the fade. So it would stand to reason that some of those will have an unconventional fade because we did include some unconventional fades. Right. What would the you nuts say, yeah. for people who were you know kind of loosely following? I mean, Metcalf became the nuts. We talked all about playing even in a like a assured loss, playing the the good skill position players on worse teams. Metcalf comes in at three point eight percent, has a thirty five point game in the first game of the weekend. It was already clear he was going to basically be one of the top two of the six losing teams. We talked about how you know there's going to be two skill players, so he was kind of the nuts. Hawkinson became a huge play as leverage on Jefferson, who was chalk, and the Saquon-Hawkinson combo that we talked about a ton. Pete, you loved that. You didn't want to do Saquon and Jefferson. That became a huge one. We also talked about playing the, the Giants receivers and the Jags receivers, and having any of the Jags receivers and not ETN, I think, was the other like third key. If you had all three of those things, the Hawk-Saquon corollary, the Jags receivers, and kind of – you would want that to be with a soft fade of the of the Chargers because Eckler and, and Keenan really weren't good enough and lost, and the kicker and D were actually great. So if you had that back and forth in that game, and then Metcalf with a with a 49ers skill player, not a you know a Seahawks fade, that's like the nuts right now. And I don't think anyone has in the whole contest. We were really close to it. And the, my big takeaway, and we've pushed ourselves further in this direction every year, and it's still really hard to do. It's a classic GPP principle, but it's defensive scoring and kicker in this are so random. There's still no predictability. It does not matter what the spread is. It doesn't matter what the implied team total is. It is all fucking random. And the fact that we don't have more of the Dolphins D is probably one of my biggest regrets in our portfolio. Me too. And it's something that I think comes down a little bit to preparation. We made all the teams Friday night and Saturday morning. And, you know, we've done that every year. That's a fun part of it for me. But I think what we decided is that we're going to make teams next year and not include defense and kicker at all. We're just going to pick four fades and then we're going to randomize the defense and kicker, right? Yeah. I mean, all randomization. What, yeah. What's really fascinating about I, I dug into the ownership a little bit, and I know we said we're going to talk about it. So, uh, yeah, the two biggest takeaways for me the first one was total tight end ownership was 136. It has to be over 100% because you have to play a tight end. That means at max, 36% of the teams were flexing one tight end, which obviously some were flexing multiple. It's more probably like 25% of the teams were flexing a tight end. There's four flex spots, uh, it might even be lower. And it's Tight ends ended up being really – it's tight end premium. Hawkinson, um, uh, Dalton Schultz, Ingram. There's several of the like very viable tight ends as pivots that nobody wanted to play. That was one of my biggest ownership takeaways. The other was what you guys were just talking about. If you sort by like kicker and defense, there are uh, – in the $200, there are six defenses. There were 8.75% or more. And then no other defense is more than 2.76%. So there's this massive gap 
between see down there on the bottom the top six go down from 20.47 percent is jacksonville down to 8.75 there's a big gap down to 2.76 the reason that's notable you look at kicker same thing top six go down to 6.98 percent and then there's this huge gap down to 2.14 percent that's six on both kicker and D is the exact same six teams, Seattle, Dallas, Baltimore, Tampa, Jacksonville, and the Giants. There were eight teams that had a cumulative soft fade, kicker and D, of 5% or less. There were six teams that were like essentially 20% or more. I don't know if all of them hit exactly 20. A lot of them hit 30 or 40. Baltimore has the 43% kicker and the 20% D and also a bunch of hard fades. Their entire skill position group was played at like 13%. Um I mean, that's just too con- way too concentrated on, on that. Which we'd per- which that's something that I predicted. I had eighty eight percent total fade for Baltimore, and you you mentioned what? So twelve percent. I think was it's my about twelve. I think yeah. that's what it was. So I hit that dead on. But and I said this on I think the Friday show. I was like, the thing I'm going to mess up the most on is hard fade versus kicker versus D. That's going to be the hardest for me to nail because that will probably. And you guys, you guys nailed it. You said it was going Tucker the whole way. I thought Tucker might be one of these like, oh, all the guys will play Tucker. I'm not playing him, but everyone else will. But everyone else did. <laughs> everyone was right about that. I mean, what do you what do you think in an efficient world? The kicker ownership should probably be similar to the the, the, the defense where yeah. there's no one over twenty percent, right? Like Tucker at forty two percent is just Silly. massively it's insane. And yeah, what's fascinating out. about that is they people were playing Baltimore to lose, obviously, when the, when they're soft fading him and hard fading him at that that degree. And I said there's eight teams that weren't touched. The five best teams weren't touched, and you can understand that: Kansas City, Buffalo, Cincinnati, uh, Philly, and San Francisco. People didn't want to soft fade or hard fade those teams. It makes sense. The other three teams is where I have a really hard time with it. The Giants end up winning, so it doesn't really matter. But they're a team that you could have easily justified soft fading in the same way you justified it with Baltimore if you're playing them to lose. This is what we talked about on the show all last week. They end up winning, but people wanted to play them because they want to play Barkley. Same thing with the Chargers. It's because people wanted to play Eckler. Same thing with uh, the other team that wasn't soft-faded enough was the Dolphins because people – well, I think people wanted to hard-fade them so bad, but you're playing these teams to lose. Seattle got soft-faded at a really high rate, and Miami didn't. But both you know, both are teams that people are playing to, to lose, and – that just doesn't make any sense to me, right? Like, and especially yeah. the the Chargers and Giants, or sorry, the Giants were hard faded a lot. I don't know who I'm forgetting here, but there's a there was a, or soft faded a lot, but there's a team that was soft faded, not very much. Was it the Jags? Um, was it the Was it the Bucks? Miami, the Chargers, and oh, Minnesota was the third one because okay. people wanted to play Jefferson. So it is a Jefferson Eckler thing. And we talked about this. If you play those teams to lose, you can differentiate a ton by be by willing by being willing to pick them to fail. You can differentiate. It was massive just by differentiating by putting in their kicker or their D. It would have been, I mean, it was a home run for the Chargers. It wasn't such a home run for the way that the the, the in, Vikings kicker and D scored. But such in, an easy thinking, way to differentiate. In thinking through that scenario from like a process standpoint where we went wrong on some of those is like, so we would, you know, build out teams based on like bracket scenarios and, you know, say if you're fading like Buffalo, like you don't have Buffalo in the final four. My first thing when I would build those, I'd go put in a Tyreek, you know, or maybe the kicker, but I would, so my, my way to level it was I'll play the team 
because we're fading Buffalo as, as opposed to thinking about the soft fade. And then with the chargers one too, how we didn't end up on maybe as enough, you know, chargers defense that we wanted. It was like, I'll play Keenan instead of Eckler. Cause he's such a sick leverage play on that. And not like your, your thought is directionally accurate. You're just not getting to the next level of realizing it's randomized. Really what you want right. to accomplish after fading yeah. the top guy. And, and as much, I guess my big thing is as much as we talked about how there's going to be six teams that lose, and the top two losing skill players, it could be a lot of guys. It could be Tyreek. We, we played a lot of Andrews. It could be DK. I think it ended up being probably DK and Metca, uh, and Hawkinson, who were like the two that you'd love to have out of the losers as the skill players in your lineup. But the point is, why would ownership be so condensed on – like Jefferson and Eckler are superstars, right? They're first-round picks if we're drafting for a full season right now. But you're talking about a one-game sample and in a loss. And typically in a loss, the team's not succeeding. The Part of the reason the Vikings lost is the Giants bracketed Jefferson all game and let Hawkinson sort of roam free. They had a safety over him all game. If you watch anyone who does the X's and O's stuff, it wasn't their whole defensive scheme was built around stopping Jefferson. He had a bunch of short catches, but nothing down the field. I mean, that's four of his targets of, were, in the, were on the first drive. And then they basically went elsewhere. After the rest that. of the game. Yeah. Yeah. And so if you know that you're pick, if you're willing to pick the Vikings to lose, I mean, the pivot to Hawkinson worked really well with the Vikings. The pivot to Keenan didn't work for the Chargers. But just this idea of the gap between um, the the soft fades being 20 plus percent for six of these teams and five percent and lower for the other eight teams. It's just a massive inefficiency, especially when three of those teams were in coin flip games. Right. That's the main point I'm trying to drive home. Minnesota Chargers, uh, Dolphins weren't in a coin flip. They were like a heavy under. Right. So they should have been soft faded. But three of those teams, easy to pick as losses and still got like no soft fade love. It's so, just, from, as from a, a field perspective, massive inefficiency. And if you wanted to make a simple yep. heuristic of how to apply this going forward, I think you could generally say, and obviously there's going to be exceptions. And if you have a portfolio, you want to manage this, but teams that people or games that people want to play both ways, say the Chargers and Jags, say the Bucks and Cowboys, the soft fade is going to be way underutilized yeah. because people want to play the stud. When, when there's chalk condensing, the soft fade is such a smash play because people love the idea of saying, I get the studs, the superstars, and whoever advances, I still get them. And I could bank the points from a shootout game. And then everyone overlooks the soft fade. Yeah. So you're saying, yeah, so that would be like, because what's interesting is with the Seattle version of this, that didn't happen because. Right. Or the Tampa Bay Dallas, both sides there wasn't of that one, Right. There wasn't one clear guy on Seattle. I think this is why Metcalf came in so low is because it's like Jefferson, Tyreek, Andrews. I, it, well, Andrews and is actually an interesting counterpoint to this because Tucker got played. See, and if we had Tucker at the correct ownership projection, not saying you could have identified that, then I think it would have fallen in that bucket. So I'm saying like if if let's let's even try to narrow in on it more. And again, I know I'm setting an arbitrary number, but let's say like over 50%. Like if a player on a team that is in a game that people want to play both ways, like soft fading that chalk is really, really smart. Yeah. 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 Especially the when I, I think the key for me was that it's chalk, that there's a the Eckler or a Jefferson in the game. Because I mean, Dallas and Tampa still both on both sides still, still both wound up being soft faded at, at, in the in the upper group in the twenty percent plus group, um, and Seattle did too, but not 
Miami as the two seven seeds that didn't really have a shot. It's just kind of, it was weird how it condensed. I, I mean, I, yeah, you, so I'm pull, you I'm wish you knew so that, that in advance. That's obviously like really like not something, Pat, you do the ownership projections, not something I think we could project. It's such a significant gap between six teams yeah. being soft faded and eight teams not being soft faded at all. Yeah. Um, 77% of the field hard faded the Dolphins. That's crazy. Which is pretty, yeah. That's pretty crazy. They just, yeah. that's, yeah, because Tyreek was four in, in 15% of that was Tyreek. But so, and what's so crazy yeah. about that is less than 5% soft faded them. If you're going to fade them, you can just throw their kicker and D. And the biggest reason we're driving this home is the Chargers and the Dolphins, both their kickers and defenses were great. The Chargers had the four picks, the Dolphins had a defensive touchdown. Both kickers made a bunch of field goals. They were huge leverage points, all at sub 3% loan ownership, the kickers and the Ds on both teams. No one played them, and you could have gotten so far ahead. 77% yeah. of people hard-faded Miami. If you just had the balls to put their, their kicker or their defense in and say, hey, maybe something fluky will happen. It's like, not even that ballsy. You want, you want your soft fades to lose, so it's not yes. really even you, – you're not actually taking a stand. That's kind of the crazy – this is kind of why we love this tournament, right? Like we just are like – we didn't realize how ed, how big this edge was, but it's a pretty massive edge. Or like you don't even have to take a stand. You just have to like – just like flip a coin – Flip a yeah. coin on it, like flip coins on who it, your your soft fades and hard fades are going to be. We we just need to randomize it. And that's a good point too, Pat. When you think about it, I think people think I will win this contest from my skill position players that go far. But you're also trying to hit the nuts at kicker and defense on teams that you think you're are going to lose. Yeah. So if you're building a bracket that narrows it down to four teams, and everyone thought the Dolphins were going to lose. So you had a chance to hit right. the nuts on one of the four teams that fit that criteria for helping you hit the nuts. And, and then did lose. It. <laughs> and, and did lose. What yeah. you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, and the I stone nuts were the Miami defense. The one team right. everyone thought was not going to make it out. That's the team you play at. And, kicker and, and the defense. thing I'll emphasize as well. I mean, I can understand it a little bit on the kicker. If you thought like the dolphins just couldn't score points. Although what I would argue is that's what makes And I think you guys will agree. What That's what makes Tucker's percentage so crazy really low game total they were big underdogs i think they had the lowest team total on the week they had to have right they were nine point dogs and a 40 point over under maybe miami was down there with them but really low implied team total they weren't expected to score a lot of points in this game and you know if, you, if the team's not expected to score points they can understand being afraid of the kicker right uh especially if they're going to trail they end up going forward on fourth downs etc tucker didn't really score a lot of points don't understand it's 43 percent at all but the way the ffpc D, uh, defense scoring works and we've talked about this on our season-long teams a ton points against like basically doesn't matter it all comes down to turnovers sacks touchdowns fluky plays right like in a in a scenario where you're talking about six different losing teams you want to know which of these losing teams created the most turnovers and had the most sacks generally none of them are going to do particularly well defensively you're kind of just saying who's going to have the fumble strip fumble touchdown which can be anyone. Obviously, the Dolphins proved that they they stripped Josh Allen and got a fumble return for a TD. But like when all the when all the scoring for DST is so so randomized around like one crazy play, I mean, yeah, flip a coin, like totally, just flip a coin. Yeah, and I the the reason we're worked up is because we knew this stuff heading into the contest and then didn't get all the way there. <laughs> we're worked up because we yeah. knew all the things we're saying yeah. Yeah. enough, and I think that's how it happens, right? It's because when you when you build teams, it's like you're telling yourself a story and you're like, you know, the story you're often telling yourself is one in which 
Buffalo rolls and, you know, it's like, I need, I've got a Josh Allen team. I don't even want this to be a game. I just, you know, I want Buffalo to be awesome. And so I'm not going to pick Dolphins D, right? I'm yeah. going to go, I'm going to pick, you know, I don't know, whoever else D. I'll pick the Bucks D because I'm picking the, the Cowboys to win. So I picked the Bucks D, you know, it's just like, you, well, you tell, you can... but, but we're all going to tell ourselves similar stories when we do it that way. Of course, and you see it in the chat. You said it says felt bad to play Finns D and Josh Allen together. Absolutely, Kev says Tucker's two best games this year were versus Cincinnati. We we tell the, ourselves these stories that make us feel comfy, but at the end of the day, it's fucking random right. with these positions. Liam's saying Buffalo's awesome. Well, guess what, Liam? <laughs> Miami, their kicker and their D were the were the nuts. Like it's still, you know what I mean? Uh, a Schmall here, I think, has the best thing. You can take a stand without taking a stand. It's a great way to phrase it. I don't know if one of us said that or if he's saying it. It's a great way of putting I think I said it. That, yeah. <laughs> you you said that? Yeah. Nice. Um that's I mean that's a great way of putting it. You can take a stand without taking a stand. Like we you didn't yeah. even have to bet on on Miami. Like you were already hard fading them. Just throw their kicker in or throw their D. And this dynamic again is why this contest there's such a big edge, right? Because most people are tossing in one to two lineups and it does not feel good putting the Miami Dolphins in that lineup yeah. in the, I would say compared to say like the DraftKings Millie maker or a lot of these things where there are a ton of 150 maxers, the amount of team people users building less than five teams probably represents like 95, 96, 97% of the contest. And those guys aren't getting to those harder soft fades, harder, hard fades. And it provides such an edge if you're willing to plug your nose and get there. Chat wants to know what I'm chewing. It's uh, it was gum. Look at this. A reformed man. I'm still, I'm right still, I'm still on it. He said it better yeah. be because I said I quit chewing them. It's just the gum. I like the chats keeping you honest. Yeah, I know. I like that too. You have like a Wednesday check-in to see yeah. if you're still keeping up. <laughs> there used to be, uh, you guys, the, the sports writer used to write for Deadspin, Drew McGarry, and he used to do this thing where every day he would post his weight on Twitter. And it was like the ultimate accountability thing where people be like, dude, you gained a pound and a half. Like what's going on <laughs> every day. He's like, oh I'm just God. committing to posting my weight on Twitter. And that kind of feedback loop uh, kept him in check. So there you go. You got ship chasing, keeping the chew out of Ben's mouth. <sighs> Twitter. Uh, you picked Twitter to do that on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh my God, I, and man. I realize, yes, uh, Angad here saying uh, that I'm turning my back on Mr. Ave Maria himself. I mean, I I told I knew that boomers were gonna love to click that guy. I just knew you were it. right, man. You were uh, right. Um, they love. So it. let let's talk about a couple of our teams that are our favorites because, like you said, a lot of the teams at the top of the leaderboard right now they're there because they they hard, hard faded, uh, the KC top five teams possess. or top yeah. three teams or something faded. Uh, both KC and Philly. The best team is probably tied in seventh right now. There's a team tied in seventh that does have sort of the best like combination of what you could have done a wild card weekend and still has, I think Casey and uh, you know, I think uh, Kelsey and I'll pull it up AJ Brown or, or Dalton Schultz, whoever it is. It's yeah, it's that team Bargy. He's got uh, Kelsey and um, who's he got from Philly? AJ He's Brown. got AJ Brown. Yep. Yeah. So this, I mean, this team had Schultz. It flexed a tight end, which not enough people did. Uh, it didn't actually have Hawkinson, but it does have Metcalf. Schultz was a really nice pivot off of Lamb, the way that he scored uh, as well. But had um, a Jacksonville pass catcher as well in there, right? Yeah, Christian Kirk is up there towards the top. That was a big, a big element. 
have won all three of Kirk and Zay Jones and Ingram had solid games. Ingram was the best of the three, but they were like four points apart, all three of them. So having one of them was good. This team is, is in really good shape going forward too with the eight players it has. Pretty chalky eight players, which is good when you have the best team, basically, right? Yep. And again, you go, you look at this team and you're like, you know, what if you just played the Miami defense or Miami kicker yeah. on this team? But it doesn't feel good to play that against Josh Allen. But if he had built a core of that specific team and cycled through some of those defenses, then it starts to look interesting. Pat, what what's our, what's our favorite team? Do you have a number that you'd like me to pull up of our ETRSC? Uh, I well, don't. If you, while he's looking, will you click on that one more time? The other thing I would say... Pete, to your point, this also has Eckler and has McCaffrey in the flex. If it had not just, you know, a Miami kicker or D, but also had the stones to be on a Chargers kicker or D and had the two running backs with McCaffrey in the flex, it would have had room for, you know, Hawkinson. I think this team, it was on Greg Joseph, Minnesota kicker. It could have also had Hawkinson on this roster, right? Or even Justin Jefferson, I think, would did better than Eckler. I don't know. But, I mean, this team could have been even better that way if you get the kicker and the D right on both sides with Miami and the Chargers. And also this team shouldn't even be allowed to win money because, you know, McCaffrey played earlier in the day. And so he should have been in your running back spot. And then Eckler <laughs> should actually be in the flight spot. It's just how, how he should really do it. Um, what what so team of ours? Most live teams uh, that Leone made this crazy ass lineup score for. He didn't put the team number. Mm. He just put the lineup in. You want to? You can Seems give like me a, a huge leak in this. <laughs> I can find this it in our spreadsheet. I know what the teams a, are. Yeah, yeah. There's a I'll Josh Allen, Jarek McKinnon. It's a McKinnon one. So yeah, team Saquon, CD. Team three is one of our better teams. Okay. That's funny. I made a note when I built that and I wrote JMK plus Goddard in the notes, but we are, we are really heavy on Jarek McKinnon and Goddard. That team had hot, the sake. This is Hawkinson. the, this is the, this is the one I just read. This yeah. is it. Yeah. Debo, this is, Saquon, this is tied for our highest lineup score per Leone's color math. Yeah. And this one, this is why, if you guys noticed, uh, McKinnon and Goddard are on the thumbnail because some of our biggest sweats are going to come down to McKinnon and Goddard, you know, outscoring Kelsey and the Eagles wide receivers. We have yeah, one that, like this as well. That's 35 is the other one. 35. Which one's that? That's also got McKinnon and Goddard. It was a okay. Jefferson. It didn't have the Saquon. Uh, Hawk, it has Saquon Jefferson, but it does have DK, I think. No, this doesn't yeah. have DK. Maybe this isn't the right one. Oh, it's a three one... tight end one. This the three tight ends might have really helped Schultz and Ingram. Yeah, Goddard. Yeah, Schultz, Ingram, and Goddard. There's one that's Josh Allen, Saquon, Jarek, CD, Metcalf, Kittle, Christian Kirk, Keenan Allen, Jamar Chase, AJ Brown, Greg Joseph, Baltimore D, Miami. God. Couldn't we have done Miami D there? Miami D and Tampa Bay fade. That's also tied. That's a good one. That feels very live. I don't. What I number is that? That one. We don't, don't know. I don't know what number it is because yeah. of this crazy ass spreadsheet. 
Um, final ownership numbers are available on Fantasy Mojo. I will post it in the chat. Uh, I believe it's free. Uh, that link you should be able. So to So thirty-five that you just looked at had the Chargers D three, which we looked at before we had Cameron Dicker on. We did play a couple of these kicker D situations, right? And it's part of the reason that we like these teams as well. We were just talking about. I was pointing out sort of the players that were on those teams, but um, that helped those teams be pretty live as well. Having AJ Brown on the team, I just read, is pretty fun. What's that one's a Philly fade there, sixty-one, Pete. Sixty-one, yeah, that's a Philly fade. We're probably dust. It's, I think, it's a full fade, Philly. You, you'd have to be leading at this point. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can find this Baltimore DST one. The actually. Um, the, what? That 61 had Brady as a QP as well. That one's very done. We will uh yes, Nate, you would win too if you entered 75. We entered 75 lineups. Um the, I was talking about team 57, by the way. It's like we actually entered three lineups twice because once you get to 72, you can cover all the possible combinations. <laughs> there's so just there's 12 and you yeah. So then we were just like, you know what, we'll just dupe three of these. Yeah. Uh this okay, 57. Josh Allen, Barkley, McKinnon, Metcalf, Lamb, Kittle, AJ Brown, Kirk, Chase, Keenan, Greg Joseph, Baltimore defense. That's so another another McKinnon team. We are we are highly leveraged on Jarek McKinnon here with some of these. Yeah, we are. It, but to have AJ Brown there is nice. That one probably can't differentiate enough, honestly. If you look at like we're at a point already after opening weekend where there's only eight spots left. That one had Allen, Barkley, a lot of the teams ahead of it have Metcalf. It had Metcalf, Lamb, Chase. Those guys are all chalky. If we get if we get a big McKinnon game and the Jags upset, and then we take Kirk in, there's I think there's we can Kirk McKinnon teams ahead of it though. I guess it had Kittle too, right? There's Kirk McKinnon teams ahead of it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. What it was in like three hundredths, three hundredth place. Yeah, but there's not many Kirk McKinnon teams in this contest. Yeah, Kirk's in a lot of the top teams. The Jags receivers are in a lot of the top couple hundred teams. Aren't you worried yeah. about CH? Man, we are terrified no. about <laughs> I was McKinnon was like my third highest on running back. I've never been worried. <laughs> um, going back to some of the ownership projections that surprised us, surprised us. One that took me by surprise was how close Mike Evans and Chris Godwin were. I really I thought up the... the boomers were going to jam yes, Godwin. That was surprising. Kirk, guys, is in 1,100 lineups raw. I mean, 14%, but 1,100 lineups. And McKinnon got to 8.7%. He's in like 680. All right. I mean, those yeah. guys are in quite a few lineups. Yeah. Including Mr. Chesh Liam's uh, Kirk McKinnon. There you go. Schultz He's got Liam. One of, one of our we viewers covered on. is in 50th place with a, a Kirk McKinnon Schultz team. Yeah. <laughs> Where do you get your ideas, Liam? Bobby wants to know, he's uh, in 77th with a Zay Higgins. Do I have a chance or am I dead because of a suck-up zero? I think if you have any leverage spots like a Higgins over a Chase, like I think you can make up some ground. Also, Super Bowl's double points, and the Bengals could definitely make the Super Bowl. So you might need something yeah. like that, but like yeah, you're being- not dead. Being in 77th with Higgins is actually kind of impressive because I think probably 
all but maybe two of the lineups ahead of you have Chase because Chase was so highly owned and was their top scoring player, right? Yeah. And you, so you have Hawk, Zay, Metcalf. Yeah, this this team's definitely alive. That's different than the Kirk point I was making, where a lot the Kirk lineups are doing any Christian Kirk lineups are doing well, and Zay Jones lineups are doing right. well. T Higgins lineups are not doing well as a group at all. They're doing terrible. So if you're in the top hundred with T Higgins, you're you're live. I yeah, think. I mean you're obviously rooting point. for a massive T Higgins game, but when you have the Hawk, Zay, Metcalf, Chargers defense, like this is a really unique team now. Now you just need Higgins to put the pressure on. I'm going to check Leone's sheet just to give him a confirmation, but I'm going to guess he's the highest scoring T Higgins team. Also like I should try and pull it he's, up, but the... see, there's one other T Higgins team ahead of him mm. that does also have Zay in, in like 11th place. So maybe he's not live. I don't know. <laughs> the, um, the winner from last year was didn't score really any points in their kicker and defense. So yeah. we still have plenty of time to go here. I don't think a suck up zero is going to, I mean, if you had like uh, a Brett Maher zero, you're dead, right? Like you're, you're not keeping pace with a team that advanced, you know? Right. But if but you've a, got a, the correct you, fade zero, you correctly yeah. faded the team, the team lost, you need them to lose. And they did, you don't get any points from it, but I think you, you live to fight another day there. Yeah. Um, were there any other ownership projections? We mentioned the Justin Tucker. We mentioned Mike Evans being close to Godwin. Pat, what were the other ones that really surprised you? I have a, I have my sheet here. Oh, okay. I, I, as we did the pod, I was able to pull up. Let me um, let me give four TK one little note. I looked it up. But yeah. one guy ahead of him with Higgins is a full fade KC Philly team. We talked about a lot of teams being up there in the leaderboard that, that full fade Kansas City and, and the Eagles. So you're live. I mean, if you're Philly and, and Eagles guys do well, you're live. So here you can see, like, this This goes to the point I was making earlier of, like, I was pretty close. I actually felt like the Seattle one I probably was under on, and I, I didn't update that enough. Because I kept, like, basically bumping the Seattle fade up, and I didn't get enough. I wasn't sure who to pull it from. Turns out it was the Chargers is who I should be pulling it from. Actually, over the – Jaguars got faded more than I thought. So this here, I'm looking at column K is what I thought was going to happen. Column L is what actually happened. Um, but yeah, like Baltimore, I thought 88% of the field would fade. 89 did. I just was way off on how they were going to do it. <laughs> Which, you know, I I feel like, to be honest, I mean, poor showing by the field, frankly. <laughs> yeah, You guys should have mixed it up a little bit more. But I obviously, uh, you know, could have seen that coming better. Hey, hi, guys. There's been so much disrespect to Justin Tucker. I feel like it's time to pay our respects. <laughs> Forgive me, Father, for I have slandered Justin Tucker. <laughs> uh, sorry, Pat. Continue. 
No, I'm just changing some conditional format, making this a little. <laughs> <more simple. laughs> uh, so, okay, so this is my projected ownership versus the actual, and then where I was, where I missed high. So these are the guys I missed the highest on. So Baltimore fade because DK Tucker. Metcalf. The Baltimore fade is, is largely Tucker, it's, right? You it's had because the, of Tucker. This is a hard yeah. fade. Yeah, as I yeah. mentioned before. So I nailed the overall failed with the overall fade within one percentage yeah. point, but then was way off on people hard fading. I thought 48% was actually but 26. Man, to be within 11 on everything else is I mean, that Metcalf one is so crazy. There's the I Metcalf honestly one. like you could not have gotten that at four percent. Why would you have ever predicted it at four percent? I wouldn't, I mean, I would have told you you're crazy. 15. To be honest, it has crossed my mind that this projection may have helped this number come in. It could because have. people are like, he's not obvious. I'm going to go to Lockett. I assumed the. I don't know. I don't know if I'm affected. Because Lockett wound up higher owned than Metcalf, right? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. He did. The uh, we explained some of our tilt of looking through our teams and not having enough Miami soft fades. I would say the second most tilt we had in reviewing teams was looking at really sick teams that had Lockett instead yeah. of Metcalf. Uh, like our Lockett exposure, you're just like, why? God, and with why? the projection, I think it's right. Obviously, if you know Metcalf's at 4%, you're jamming. But like even talking to Leone, where they had them projected for their wild card, they had them within, uh, I think it was like a point in ceiling projection. So it's just like, you do want to play a little bit of both, but it stings. And in, it in terms stings. of how we did play it, we more or less split it even, right? I, I don't have that right in front of me, but I, I think off the top of my head, I want to say it was like 60, 40, but yeah. Yeah. I think we had a slight we, tilt to Metcalf. But... We did 18% Metcalf, 16% Lockett. Okay. We went, we yeah. wanted to be overweight both, even on Pat's number, we wanted to be a little bit overweight and play these guys. Like we talked about on the show, we combined for 34% and we played 11% Kenneth Walker. So we played, you know, nearly 50% uh, of those three guys from the Seahawks. We wanted to be overweight on that play. It, in further thinking through that thing about the soft fades, the hard fades, what the field is doing, the field was more comfortable soft fading the Seahawks against yes. the Niners. They were they were okay with the kicker. They were okay with the defense. Just fading them, however. That, that's one I missed. I was 13% low yeah. on the overall fade. So I just – which <clears throat> that was that was a miss by me. I, I kind of felt that. You know, I, I thought they would be in the same bucket as these – Two other teams, Baltimore and Miami, and I didn't feel like they should be treated the same because I thought there was, you know, a better chance of, of a high scoring player in the game. I thought they were somewhat live. That didn't really age that well. But um I mean, I, I guess I just I am surprised that eighty six percent of the field faded the Seahawks and only eighty two percent of the field faded Miami. That does surprise me a bit. Yeah. With yeah. Skylar Thompson at quarterback. I mean, Gino's a very live quarterback. Exactly. Skylar Thompson, like what? I that doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, talk through some of these other ones, Pat, for the Delta. Yeah, so we have, like, T. Higgins came in at 9, um, which I thought was pretty surprising. Especially I don't know, that's just so De low. Devonta came, still came in at, like, 18. Yeah, yeah. Devonta. And I thought that was going to be came very 18, analogous. Right. Not to mention you're getting the extra game with Higgins. Yeah. Right. So that one kind of surprised me. Um, Goddard came in very low. Uh let me see. So these are the ones I missed high on. Higgins was and, literally the optimal uh, Bengal last year because of the yep. big Super Bowl game. We looked yep. at that earlier in the week, and then he comes he in was, single digits. He was in the optimal. He was in the winning lineup. Yeah, I, I, that one definitely surprised me. Um, 
Tucker, we talked about. I miss low. Jackson, Jacksonville D, I miss low. AJ Brown, I miss low, which goes to I missed high on Jalen Hurts, which is one mm-hmm. of the things I thought if I missed, I was going to miss high on Hurts because just, you know, everything was going to go to Allen. Goddard um, is the other one that was a part of that. Right there you have. Yeah. I mean, how did he come in at seven? I mean, I'm glad we got him at seven on some of these key teams. I know. It's pretty wild. Uh, but that led me to be too low on A.J. Brown, too low on C.D. Lamb, too low on Jamar Chase, obviously, with the T. Higgins stuff. But we talked about not knowing if the chocolate condense as much this year. And, I mean, it did as much as ever, you know? I mean, It did as much lot, as ever. A lot of yeah. these ones you're low on are just like, how high were you really going to go on the chalk? <laughs> like, yeah. The, the the field was was willing to they were willing to go that high. The uh, the chats the chat pointing out the stuff on the Seattle stuff is that the weather was spooking people. But what's so weird to me is that people were still soft fading. I mean, what what was Myers played? Too much, right there. Nine percent is nine percent. So it's in to me that almost doesn't like. I feel like if you're afraid of the weather, like the kicker is like the first thing that goes right. Right. And then you play the running back and no one was playing Kenneth Walker. I don't know. I know the weather stuff impacts how people approach the DFS. I don't know how much that was impacting this. If people were still playing Myers, but not playing the run game. I don't Yeah. I mean, I thought that Myers would be low. I think I projected 4%. Um, So I did think that the weather would affect people a little bit, but I don't know. Were you, you had to have missed high on, Debo, he only came in at three percent. That is crazy to me. Yeah, I must have missed high on Debo. Let me see where Debo was. I, I just probably filtered him out. Oh, Pat, trying to change the optics oh, no. here. Get get a big miss out of here. Classic two millionaire. No, I was. Oh, I was gonna. I was gonna pat myself on the back for some of these, <laughs> which was what I set myself to do. So I missed. I projected nine. He came in three. That's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. Because like that extra, did that just go to CMC? Were you low on CMC? I think it went. I was low on CMC. Yeah, McCaffrey. I was six percent low on, and I projected seventy-one percent. So it wasn't wasn't. Yeah. We talked a little bit about the potential for Debo to get like unleashed. I thought people would think like they could use Debo like Debo, and they did. Like it wasn't. Like, they started using him. He got the first couple carries. Like they started using him like they did in the playoffs last year. And they know he's one of their best players. They're going to use him in the playoffs. Like what? If you got Debo 3%, congrats. I don't know yeah, that we got a ton, but congrats. That's a good play. He's freaking Debo Samuel. Yeah. All right, so here's, here uh, are my biggest hits. Uh, Allen within 1%, which you guys after After the Cognoscenti. The Cognoscenti. Uh, 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 I still miss low by 1%. I still miss I, low. I, was, I originally in the week was like, he's going to be 45, because I think you were in the 30s. And then yeah. later I was like, he's going to be over 50. And then when he came in at 49, I was like, ah, technically yeah wrong, you guys I, nailed that i'm directionally Len- accurate <laughs> leonard fournette at uh eight percent i've always been dialed in on lenny that's always yeah been one you of my get letter for that right yeah always. i just yeah. always dialed in. <laughs> uh george kittle uh missed low one tyreek missed low one kirk hit exactly um holmes within one missed but, high but look, one all when you get done with what you're doing now all of jacksonville masturbating was- yeah <laughs> I thought it was interesting to see Kirk Ingram and Zay relative to each other. 
I'll pull it up. I'm almost done. Justin Jefferson <laughs> one, Nailed Brett Meyer one, Seattle D one. Jefferson seventy eight percent, seventy seven percent is so good. That's amazing. I, I mean, these were massive chalk pieces. So I did miss on some of the big, big chalk. Who's the um, one at the bottom there? That's seventy four. That's Kelsey. Kelsey, you nailed him too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that that was that, hopefully that helps the people. Yeah, those are bit. some important players to nail. Yeah. Um. Uh, yes, I apologize, everyone. I will release the bids here. Um. We're we're jamming it all in on uh, Ceh if he's floating around on your waiver wire this week. So <laughs> Ingram, Ingram came in. I I was wondering if you had Ingram ahead of Kirk and projected I, I expected Ingram to come in above Kirk he came in below Kirk and then yeah. Zay came even lower than we had him I mean you had him here lower than those two guys by a lot came in even lower I mean Zay at three percent is kind of a smash like he could easily be their top scoring player in any you know given one game or two game span for sure yeah yeah these ended up being being big differentiators and just the fact that all of like Kirk Zay and, and Ingram hit uh ended up being pretty big. And I would have been with you. That one actually surprised me. Ingram 19 to 11. I thought the combination of tight end premium, which people do forget the FFPC is and how hot <laughs> Ingram was down the stretch. And like ETN hasn't been a monster. ETN hasn't been Barkley too, where he's catching all these passes and you just feel great about it. So I, I was surprised. I thought Ingram would have been, more where you had him at 20. Well, the thing I missed on is is the fades. Right. Yeah. I had I had them being uh 19% faded because I thought people would play both sides of that game as a shootout. And <laughs> Cody says Pat right. nailing so That's many great. people he needs a kick size bet. You get it. Good you job, Cody. Um <laughs> it was 39%. So I missed 20% on uh the overall fade. So and I missed flip flip side of uh, the Chargers. People played that as a Chargers win, not as a toss up. That's the misrepresenting the market because Chargers were on the road and they were two point favorites on the road. That was like, and I I guess the five forty five. The narratives were so anti Staley after he, you know he got Mike Williams hurt with this donkey yeah. shenanigans. So I just thought like the mood was not going to be that positive about the Chargers. Uh, Oh, so I don't I think you did it wrong. That. I think the field, it's a good lesson for the field that you can, I mean, you should look at the market. When it's a two-point spread, it's a toss-up game. Like, it shouldn't be played this heavily one way, right? Minnesota total fade was 3%. Giants total fade was 30%. That game also very close spread. It was a live upset, and nobody wanted to fade Minnesota because they were a three seed, like, just because of the Well, because they wanted to play Jefferson. Yeah. But they just when to play these Jefferson. teams are toss-ups in the market, like you got to be willing to fade a team that you think can win. Take a stand, you know. I mean, that's a massive leverage point there. Yeah. There's also like if you think about that too, the playing the game both sides, and it's it's funny because it's kind of similar to what happens in DFS, where bringbacks are overused. There's something where it's comfy about it, but you're actually having to hit like a two-way parlay, right? Where you're saying I want to get uh, as few things right as possible. If you just onslaught a team, you're saying I have to get one thing right. This team crushes. If you bring a bring back, you're saying this team crushes and the other team has a piece or two that also crushes coming back. And the same thing with this playing a guy from the other side where it's like you're having to hit a two-way parlay of saying, hey, 
Barkley crushes and also Jefferson crushes coming back. I get that, but it still is a slight leap of not baking in the uncertainty of when Barkley wins, there are a lot of scenarios where the Vikings implode or the top players don't play. Like it is more of a parlay than I think people think when they click Barkley Jefferson can't lose. See, I think you're actually giving some people too much credit. Cause I think that the comfiest thing with that game was, I don't know. It doesn't matter who wins. I have Barkley right, that's and what Jefferson. I mean. Right. And I'm saying they're not accounting for it doesn't matter who wins that that scenario, one of the players downside yeah. risk isn't fully blamed. Someone's gonna lose. Someone yeah. Yeah, will exactly. lose. You can yeah. think about how like you want whatever team wins, but someone's gonna lose too, right? Like someone has And they're to. probably gonna yeah. lose because their stud players aren't dropping aren't 30 points. Great. Pat, the other thing you nailed here was the positional stuff. We talked about tight end coming a little light, but you had running back just 8% below the total cumulative running back, receiver just 10% below, and then tight end 18% high because tight ends came in weirdly low. But otherwise, I mean, you nailed the flex distribution. Like, that's really close. Yeah, I I didn't realize. Yeah, I just looked at that now. That is the running back and wide receiver. I think that's as close as I've ever been. That's incredible. On the running back close. and wide receiver stuff. You think yeah. about four flex spots. That's hard to be that close. Yeah. Uh, shout out Pat uh, for you know being filthy rich and still just rolling up his sleeve, just firmly getting his hand in the spreadsheet <laughs> in the dirt to nail these ownership projections. Like you would have been well within your right to vote it in this year, and you uh, you grinded it out, man. I grinded it out, man. I enjoy it. Yeah, I enjoy Chris it. Chris asked, uh, do you, do you create a model to project these or just straight vibes? What is your process here? So my process was I literally like I've done this now for like three or four years. So I went back here to my 2021. Is this no? This is a different spreadsheet. So I've got all these spreadsheets in here. Let's see where is it. So it's just the the 2020 version of this. this is the 2020 version. So I'd go in here and I basically be like, where did you know Stefan Diggs come in? Where did you know where did Kelsey come in? And this year I started with the Chiefs because we have such a long history on the on the Chiefs being in the tournament. Um, and Kelsey was like kind of the hinge point in a lot of ways with how bad the, the tight end options were outside of Kelsey. So that was like the biggest thing. I was like, I need to make sure I have my chief stuff dialed in. And then I kind of took it from there. And then it's just a matter of like these, if I were to go, um, let me just like put Lawrence at 2% here, that throws a flag, that throws a flag. So I've got all yeah. these numbers need to be up at a hundred percent. So I kind of just kind of like throw stuff in, get it all to a hundred percent. It's not a model. You're a hand builder. It's you not, hand, I'm hand building. Hand these. Yeah. That, yeah. The, the, the short answer is I'm hand building these. Pat would $2 million put his hard hat on and hand built uh, all of these projections. And, and then has to deal with us telling him why he's wrong on one specific yeah. player. And then he <laughs> has to account for the fallout of who is getting docked because of the player we want you to jack yeah. up. Yeah. Well, that's yep. like on the, the Wednesday and Friday shows, I had it dialed in enough where I'd be like, tell me where it comes from. Like, I'm open to this idea that Josh Allen is too low, which you guys are right, he was. But then it's like, where does it come from? Who's it? Is it Mahomes? Is it is it yeah. Hurts? Um, so all that stuff needs to be accounted for. Otherwise, none of them are going to be accurate. And then I also, I would go, another big thing is that I went through and I looked at these where the total fades, kicker defense plus the hard fade came in to get a sense of, how teams are going to play these 50-50 matchups, how they've played in the past. One thing that I missed really bad on last year was not having enough of like the total fades for the, like the teams that everyone wanted to fade. And I, it happened again with Seattle, but at least I nailed it with Baltimore and Miami. I mean, 
being within a percent there is, is very encouraging for me because I, I missed really badly on that last year. Seattle, I, I think that maybe was like a personal bias. Of like I felt like they shouldn't be treated like that, but they clearly were. So that was a you know a smaller miss than last year at least on on that. But that's something I'm paying a lot of attention to is where these total fades are going to come in at, um, and relative to you know where they've come at in the past. Yep. Well, uh, real quick before we move on, people, I know they want the they want the gauntlet drafts. Two things we do need to talk about: Brock Purdy in here. Our guy Sam Sherman has a couple nice teams uh, with his guy Brock, who he uh, did the equivalent of a flag plant to. Um, how are we feeling about Brock Purdy in this FFPC contest going forward? Well, I mean, I think in stuff like the gauntlet and everything, like you're feeling pretty good you know oh, like yeah. he, he got you through you know you you i imagine drafted another quarterback in a lot of cases so you don't need too much from but i think in the ffpc like i think we're gonna see some pretty teams tumbling down as we go further i mean sam we wish nothing for the best for you in this pretty bit but your day of reckoning is coming <laughs> <laughs> And please don't clip that when it does it. Oh, because uh, I mean, you need, you know, you don't need to get your quarterback to the Super Bowl, but it certainly would help. And um, I don't know. I think you're, if if you do get Brock Purdy to the Super Bowl, you're going to be facing off most likely against Mahomes, Allen, or Burrow. And that, that might be your day of reckoning. I mean, one of, like, he was obviously incredible. 36 points in, in this whatever scoring system I'm looking at now. But, like, Dak had 39 Allen had 31, Lawrence had 31, uh, Daniel Jones had 31. <clears throat> You're not really differentiated or anything. Like you, he's got to go 30 again next week, or yeah, else yeah. he's just Trevor Lawrence or Daniel Jones. Like, I mean, good luck. And <laughs> yeah, I mean, the market is bullish on uh, on Brock Purdy. I, I will tell you. I will tell you that much. But this is it's. I'm I'm very excited for this game against the Cowboys too. Like if you would have asked me what I thought that spread was going to be like just sight unseen when the Cowboys won. I think I would have said like minus six or something Niners. And the fact that it's at three and a half made me think too. like, I mean, if that's saying, if it's on a neutral field, that this would essentially be a pick up between, which I think Cowboys. is accurate. Right. But the way people are treating Brock Purdy in drafts right now is that they're 10 point favorites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean, I've gotten a lot of the Cowboys. I have I've done some of these gauntlet twos, you can just get the Cowboys. Like I, I've done a bunch. Yeah, where you can. It's kind of crazy. I don't really get it. Um, the Cowboys looked really good. The Cowboys looked awesome earlier in the year. They weren't so great down the stretch, and then they looked really good against the Bucks. So, like, I mean, the Bucks weren't even in that game. I know. I do want to say in Sam's defense to the FFPC thing real quick, what he's rooting for now is Kittle to have a monster game because Debo and, and mm. McCaffrey already scored. But, like, if it starts to spread around for Or Ayuk, yeah. Or Ayuk, yeah. Ayuk had a couple chances to have some big plays yeah. in that game. And we've seen the Niners do it. It does seem like for down the stretch of the season, it was like one of Kittle, Ayuk, or Debo, and Debo's out for a little bit of that, would just pop up for the big game. So you you can hit that. that yeah, parlay. if it spreads around enough and he keeps getting three touchdowns a game, he does look good. Like Purdy, yeah. he he's kind of got he's way more fun than Jimmy, right? Because he misses oh, he misses sure. throws so bad, <laughs> but, he, but they're downfield. 
Then yeah. the but he hits all his throws like close to the line of scrimmage and he can improvise and he can scramble around a little bit. Like he's way more fun. When Jimmy misses, it's a, a slant pattern. He doesn't see the lurking linebacker and he hits him right in the chest. And you're like, yes, off Jimmy. Just Jesus, that's terrible. Purdy <laughs> does a thing where he's like, he's got a guy open deeper downfield and he just misses it about as bad as anyone can. <laughs> yeah. But then Which like, like, yeah, you never really know. You know, it's kind yeah. of fun. It's ah, like, he's a rookie. It's like spinning a roulette wheel. Who knows what's going to happen? Let's, uh, let's build. So they do have the second uh, challenge. So same basic principles, tighter lineup uh, here. No kicker, no defense, two less flex spots, but thought after doing all the talking through and Gretch, I know you had a couple thoughts on maybe a few spots where ownership might change yeah, it was like to how it started messing around with doing a little ownership for this, um, that I wanted to bug Pat about at some point this week. Um, but I think Allen ended up 50% in the other one. We talked through how that was pretty unique with the extra game hurts and Mahomes being his two biggest competition, uh, on buys impacted that in the last round. I think in this round, you probably see Allen and Hurts pretty close to even, I would guess. Does that seem right to you guys? As Especially a, like, after the Bills showed yeah. that they had massive holes. Like, right. if they win by 20 there, I don't think so. But because of how they won, I do. Yeah. They have the toughest match comes up in this one, yes. at least a little, because we saw tight ends do some stuff. So you feel a little bit better about going to a different tight end. Mm. Um, right. So I, I did it as 28-28-20 for the quarterback ownership. 20 on Mahomes, 28 even for Allen and Hurts. Does that seem like that's a way down for Allen from what he was in the last contest? I might tilt a little bit more to Allen there, but yeah. um that seems fair. I, I couldn't because you're playing it right. You're like, I'm playing this as a shootout, and then I just need a shootout against Kansas City, and then I don't necessarily need to get him to the Super Bowl. Yeah. That's a good so point. I probably like steal a little bit from Mahomes, probably maybe a little bit from Hurts. Maybe to two from Allen each up. and give that to Allen, oh. something like that. Yeah, easy. I'll pull this up. Uh, Justin Freeman just tweeted out his take on ownership for this. Pat, he's coming for your crown, but in the uh, you hey round. the the round two is the crown is, is available. that for grabs? It, yeah, it's <laughs> never been contested. I've never attempted that crown, so uh, he's got Allen at forty three percent. I'm I'm taking the under on that. Freeman, who's our buddy, but uh, I think that's way too high. Allen at forty three seems very high to me. Yeah, I think mid thirties would be. Hurts only at sixteen percent. I'm n- there's no way. I just I fully reject that because um, everyone's going to assume they'll beat the Giants, right? So it's like if he was going against the Cowboys, I think yeah. you'll see more like sixteen. But and the other thing to think about, right, is because there are no soft and hard fades in this version, that the ownership is going to condense even further on the studs on losing or you know projected to lose teams. So Barkley. CD Lamb Hertz like was already 15% in the other contest where he had a buy and kickers and D's and fades were a thing, which the Eagles weren't heavily faded, but that did cut like a few percentage points off of their total. In this contest, there's no kickers and D's. You have to play 100% of every team. There's no fades. And so everyone gets bumped up a little. So that 16% is basically just the same rate that he was played in the first contest. That mean that would be projecting like almost no rise for Hertz. I, I, I don't think I can agree with that. But it does seem just looking at these though, like the big edge is you fade Barkley, you fade yeah. Lamb, 
you yeah. make the pivot to the secondary teammate on the The biggest issue in this is, again, it's QB running back, running back, wide receiver, wide receiver, tight end, flex, flex. No kicker, no D, all position players, no faded teams. You're going to have more dupes. You're going to have more chalk because you have to play 100% of every team. There's no fade. So you can get 91% Barkley. You can get these absurd numbers. I did a, I, I had Barkley as my highest in my little projection. I only had him in the 70s. I'm probably low. I, I bet his 91 is closer to accurate. I think but, his 91's like probably pretty darn close. Because yeah, are you really gonna play Hodgins or Slayton or James? Like that's just not a fun click. And there's nowhere else to hide. You have to pick a giant. I like that. Yeah. Do you know what one seems a little off to me? Kittle at double the ownership of Debo, just with hindsight bias and McCaffrey smashing. That feels a little off to me. I flipped that. I have yeah. Kittle at uh, 8% and Debo at 21%. I have that flip quite a bit because Kittle didn't do well, and there's also other tight ends to play. Ingram, um, this seems pretty I think Ingram will catch a fair bit of ownership yeah. because they're not going to want to play ETN necessarily. He's not that fun of a play because you assume it's a passing script. Um, and so, you yeah, just saw all, all the non-ETN guys smash in a negative game script where they got there in the second half. Like people are going right. to feel comfortable mapping that game yeah. onto this one. Right, for exactly. sure. And Schultz just had a big game too. I think he's a little light at 11% on Schultz. But yeah, I mean, you're, you're worried about dupes in this contest. As far as like overall approach, like you were saying, Pete, you want to, I mean, you. It, it's very possible that some of these really high owned players are in the optimal, but you definitely want to pivot off some of the, like there's going to be big dupes on, if you play Kelsey, Saquon, McCaffrey, Lamb, Chase, Allen, and and do two pivots, that's going to get duped 10 times minimum. Right? Did we, in the, we had the numbers right on how many teams were duped in the original contest. Didn't Leone pull that? Yeah, there was one team that was duped like 100 times. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Would, you're duped 100 times. Yeah. 100 times. Find... Yeah. That means if you that. win, if you win the contest, yeah. you win $5,000. <laughs> A uh, hundred, yeah. I'll pull this up right now, That's and then I, I crazy, yeah. With how, with how, uh, a hundred dollars, a hundred teams, a hundred and ninety nine eighty six, dude. Imagine those hundred people putting in their bio FFPC playoff contest champion, <laughs> five thousand dollars, ninety nine of my closest friends, yeah. And it's so God. steep that you really are. I mean. You get down to like tenth place, you're making like five grand, three grand, whatever it is. Yeah. It's not a lot. Well, so and yeah, you average point, out all those spots, yeah, this is but, true, but it yeah, cuts way not. down. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. It, that's what I'm saying. It would though, be more. I'm, you're, you're splitting right. one to a hundred, but like everything not from eleven. That much more though, right? <laughs> when you're a two millionaire, <laughs> everything might as well just be fucking five thousand, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Um, I, I'm I'm underselling that a little bit, but still, like you're trying to finish first, and part of that is not splitting it. You're not underselling it people. that much when you look at the the actual prize pool. Like the the eleventh to a hundredth, those ninety spots are all like not a lot of money. The EV of your lineup is far far less than what it was when you entered it. Is is, is the point here? Um, what, I, so I pull it. What was the Boomer Opto? Yeah, we try to project uh, it. What Boomer Opto was very close. So it was a ETN, um, Tucker, of course. And then the surprise mm -hmm. here was Tampa Bay defense. When we were kind of waffling on suck up or Godwin yeah. for yeah. the buck, um, 
but then you had the Dolphin and Seahawk full fade as the and biggest. And the next one is only dog. one lineup lower, so it's kind of co-Boomer uh, Opto. Co that one does have Godwin and has Jacksonville team defense and no ETN. So yeah, that's, that's pretty funny because that was our debate. Would, would yeah. the Boomer Opto have Godwin or ETN? And the answer was both. There was two. both the split <laughs> split Boomer Opto, dude. Some yeah. guys were at the Sizzler, some were at the Applebee's putting together. <laughs> Jeez. Two warring gangs of boomers. Uh I did have a thought when Ben was mentioning like dupes in this second contest. Like, here's here's my my dupe hack for this second contest. It it is Jags and giants wide receivers right yeah because not only are you getting leverage on two of the three highest owned running backs who are projected to lose but all of the ancillary pass catchers the three jags guys zay kirk ingram and then the three giants wide receivers hodgins james and slayton all of those guys have showed a ceiling they're going to come in way low owned and you're getting leverage i feel like that's how you get unduped pretty quickly I love that. that ETN number seems high to me too, though. I mean, we just saw Jacksonville receivers all score a touchdown and ETN not. And you said like they, they might map that game over. Like Zay's going to come in 4% again. If that happens, I want to be on Zay. I could see again. that. I could see that for sure. I put him at 12 in the one. I think Ingram and Kirk will come in a little bit higher, especially yeah. Ingram. You need that. Unless everyone's just going to Kelsey, but. Um, I think the Giants one up. especially. No one's playing yeah. the Giants, guys. They're all playing yeah. Saquon. Yep. Um, <clears throat> one, I, one other. Like, this isn't a quite a dupe. Maybe it's it's sort of a Jags level dupe buster. Would be just don't play McCaffrey. Play right. like Debo. Like I mean, yeah. if yeah. Debo comes in. Yep. Even at fifteen, he's a really strong play, and I could. I could see Justin being right here that he's, you know. And then I would also say A.J. Brown, as much as it pains me, pretty easy to go to Devonto or Dallas Goddard at fraction of the ownership, and he's probably right there too because we didn't see them play. There's no reason to really adjust, and and A.J. Brown did come in pretty high in the first one. Yeah. I mean, if you can get Goddard at 6%, I don't know that he'll come in at 6 I think Goddard might come up a little bit from that, but um, those are the, the Eagles and the I would throw in with the Niners as like good teams that can win, but also you don't have to play the chalk even if they win. It can, they can win through their secondary pieces. Yeah. yeah. I think CD and CMC is like this this round's Jefferson Barkley. Or it's like it's fine. They're both fine to play, but decide who's winning that game. Yeah. It's too call. easy to go. And and also Barkley, AJ Brown is a similar dynamic where you're like, it doesn't matter who wins. It's like, well, guess what? Well, it's going to later. <laughs> You're going, you you're include, going to have an opinion about Slater. How about this? I'll give you guys a question. If you Let's just include Josh Allen. Let's just put him at 50% just for the sake of this hypothetical I'm going to do. Max, how many pay, players projected over 50%? So Josh Allen, Barkley, Kelsey, Lamb, Chase, A.J. Brown. I think four. And McCaffrey. I, I wouldn't go Or in McCaffrey, four. yeah. I think and right. ETN in there too. Sorry. So I skipped a few. So max of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There's eight of those guys up there who are projecting for more than 50 as well as Josh Allen. Yeah, I feel like four feels about right. Like you've got half of them. Yeah. That's yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of the most owned guys. Because if you if you only do two pivots or three pivots, like there that that's gonna get due probably, right? Like if well, you, especially if you only do two, I think if, if you go you six and Barkley, if you go Barkley to Hodgins, it depends on pivots for sure. You could probably do five then. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think there's like some. You, if you go to like Juju for the Chiefs or something, then yeah, you can play. The oh, then seven. you're, then you yeah. can play. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. The, but there's some chalk that we're not going to be as confident about, right? Like the Saquon chalk, I think is like, we can be very, very confident about that. But the ETN chalk, if you skip that one and go to Ingram, like Ingram might come in pretty chalky. So, right. There's, right. I think you want to think through that. Like, how confident am I that I don't have all the mega chalk? Great point. Because that could be a miss low on Ingram. ETN, I right. think, is probably over projected there on, on that. So, uh, I would say, like, my favorite 2v2 off the rip would be Pollard Giants wide receiver instead of Barkley Lamb or Schultz. But yeah, I like those. Yeah. Pollard Giants wide receiver. Yeah. So, then what are you doing with? the 49ers i'm 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 cool with it. i'm just saying that one seems like a really easy 2v2 where i i feel like my side of the 2v2 is extremely live and just lopping off like 80 percent of ownership yeah because i, yeah. I kind of like going lamb this would be a different one but lamb debo and then probably also still john's wide receiver i think john's wide receiver might be kind of the key one of, yeah, yeah, for sure. One of the big advantages to playing Pollard as well, if you go back to that one last time, you have yeah. to play two running backs. ETN, right. Barkley, and McCaffrey are the only three chalky running backs. We're talking about how Barkley and ETN are ones to get off of. Literally playing any other running back than those three. If you look at these ownerships, I think Pollard's probably next from what I can see real quick at 18. Yeah. But like if you play McKinnon at nine or Mixon at 11, any other running back in a two running back build where you fade both ETN Barkley and you play, I mean, you can still play McCaffrey, I think, but whether that's Mixon, whether that's McKinnon, whether that's Miles Sanders or something. I mean, so your idea of playing Pollard in a two running back build, I think is awesome. Like how good of a play is Mixon? And I'm not usually someone who says how good of a play is Mixon, but like, he's pretty good. Yeah. High, high scoring environment. The whole thing with him is that he has a chance to score like two or three touchdowns, which he certainly would in this game. And then what if they are dumping off a little bit more? They just lost one of their tackles. Uh, they, you know, I think you're playing him in a loss. wasn't great to begin with. Yeah, you're yeah. playing him in a loss. And but in a like, two-running back build, and I think he's a great play if you make a two-running back build. I don't think you want to flex him, and then he has to beat Chase outright. And exactly. Outright. Exactly. Use him yeah. to fill out one of your running back spots, get off the super chalk running backs, get different there. I think Mixon yep. actually opens some things up. Yeah, so at running back, just don't play two of the top three together. And you're you're pretty yeah. much good. I would say that's probably good. It's a cheat code. I mean, it's an easy it's an easy button, really. I I do like the like Pollard CMC pairing. Um, yeah, yeah cool. back. Go for it. All right, let's just let's do a two do running that. back build. Throw, jam them in. And then, do you guys have a favorite Giants wide receiver? Well, Hodgins, Hodgins is fine with me. Yeah, yeah. He was Dude's, dope last week, and he just playing so dope. well. Yeah. He's also just like a possession guy. Like he doesn't need a ton yeah. of things. Like he just he's probably gonna get his six targets or seven targets. Or I would uh, then I, I think especially based on what we just saw, I I would make a case for Hertz. What I, I don't think you mm. can make a case to me why Hertz should be lower owned than Allen in an efficient market. The way that Buffalo actually didn't look that great. They're playing Cincinnati and then they're playing KC. They're gonna have two tougher games than Hertz. Philly's path to the Super Bowl now goes through the Giants at home and then Brock Purdy at home at worst case scenario. Uh, not, you know, not going through Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think Hertz has the same. I mean, uh, Gabe Davis looked good. Dawson Knox almost scored two touchdowns. There, there are more Eagles players, but Hertz can obviously rush for multiple touchdowns 
at any point over a three-game span. I think he's the actual optimal quarterback play from like an efficient market. That would be my I like it. I think it's close because I think that the way Allen gets through, he might just have to score a ton of points. Yeah, that's a good point. He could be in two massive shootouts. Yeah, you said that earlier, and it it, it perked my ears up when you said that earlier too. The shootout thing's a good point. I do feel better about like if I get Devontae Smith or I get A.J. Brown, I feel like they both have really good odds of capturing a lot of the offensive firepower in one game. And if that game's the Super Bowl – you're crushing. So yeah. I, I think Allen's the optimal, but I think Hurts is an awesome play. I think we have to play Kelsey here because we're already leveraged enough on McKinnon. I can't stomach him in this lineup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's play it. Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pollard, Hodgins, Hurts is the non-shot QB. We're already in a pretty good spot overall, yeah. too. Um. So that – what teams do we have here? Uh, we got to pick a Jag. I think we can pretty much pick anyone. You know what would have been McKinnon. fun is Pollard Debo. No, I, I like CMC because we're playing a 49ers win. Yeah. And two mm-hmm. games I want CMC. Although you, I think, can, you can get Debo in two games, you know. That's, yeah, you could. Yeah. I think I prefer <coughs> just like in a vacuum, and then if he's going to be the exact same as Kirk, I think I, I want Ingram. I, I kind of like Kirk as a if we're good, if we're doing uh, Kelsey because I could see Ingram getting a little bit steamed relatively. I think I lean Ingram in the sense of uh what we learned about tight ends in the flex in the first round contest tournament. I just I think it's that gonna be right. right. Yeah, maybe underplayed right. again. I also yeah. over projected Ingram and maybe doing so again. <laughs> um all right let's so the Bengals one is interesting. I mean obviously on this lineup I think we can justify Chase and then Higgins is going to be just a massive I mean well, we haven't done build yet. Do you, you, yeah, you guys probably want to do digs, right? Or do you want to go to Gabe? I, I want to do digs in this lineup. Okay, and then do we want to do digs and chase? Was going to be my thing. I think we start with digs if we like digs. I feel do- like this lineup needs Higgins. Like first, yeah, place, me too. I, feel like I think it's a Higgins, Higgins lineup. All right, yeah, let's do it. Okay, all right. Don't dupe us, bros. We're begging you. If this runs out as the SC uh, Boomer adjacent <laughs> opto, <laughs> I mean, one of the things we, we did a hundred times with all the people yeah. watching them. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we did really well here is we we picked the winners. I mean, we're picking all the favorites, but we're 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 not playing the chalk players. Well, you mean we picked the, the right players who are going to be the winners in this tournament, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're also picking the the teams that are going to lose. We picked as the non chalk players on those teams, like we talked about at the top of the show, played out a ton last week. We just saw it. But Pollard, Hodgins, Higgins, Ingram, we're basically all playing as one and duns. I mean, that's a good way to build. Yeah um tuned in late you're gonna what game is this ffpc second challenge and asking if it's best ball i, I recommend watching some of our videos earlier in the week on you tuned in real late man yeah real been late covering this contest uh, for like two weeks <laughs> i just tossed this one in the 35 dollar one uh we do have a link down below if you guys follow it on ffpc if you're first time you can get 25 dollars off your first entry so you could toss one into this contest the football guys one and essentially play it for ten dollars so there's that link down below uh, fun to build these. The problem, Gretch, is like, it's like if we, you start to get the juices rolling, you're like, well, what if we just, you know, make 10? You yeah. know, what if we just make 15 <laughs> or 20? We can tweak well, off this, right? We can what tweak if, it. What if that. we did? <laughs> Jesus. My parents are in town this week. I, I don't know if I can uh, justify another weekend spent building these teams. Um, um, I mean, we did well in the first one. 
It's a fun contest, and I think it's a plus EV contest. So I'm ready whenever you guys tell Let's, me you're ready. <laughs> you guys want to do a gauntlet draft to uh? Let's do it to wrap up here. Yeah, it. I'm gonna. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too, that you can do with these. Like we were talking about the Jags and the Giants. You just cycle through the same lineup yeah. with each one of those. Um, Chris, if you the, the process of building 75 of these lineups is like a, a four-day process. It really man. takes so – every year we're like, we'll, we'll start building them earlier in the week. I think we had like five before Friday night. <laughs> yeah. And then we get drunk, and then it gets harder. Let the fingers fly. Just Let start typing in fly, names. Baby. And then great. when we go to enter and we realize we have like a wide receiver in the tight end slot and no tight end on that team. And we, you know, play two DSTs on one team. And, and yeah. you know, there's the, we have to make the lineup so fast. There's always some errors we got to smooth out. Yeah. The error being not having enough Miami Dolphins D and kicker. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I know. I, I do always feel ben for, bad for Ben not having underdog. I enjoy watching you guys draft these. I don't the the I hate not having it. I, I also I don't hate when we draft, but I also am like I don't I, I don't have any experience with the ADP and stuff, so I don't know what the hell to offer as an opinion <laughs> when, when we do draft. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. I mean, how, 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 what do you think if you had underdog access, Gretch, do you think you would have maxed BBM three or would you have been more of a dabbler? I really don't know because I haven't had any like years to ramp it. up. Uh, yeah, I think I would have maxed. You would have maxed. <laughs> well, I, I'm imagining a world in which you had it last year too, and you would right. have maxed it by now. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Mahomes goes first. Uh, it's the age-old Allen Hurts debate. You guys got a guy you want to build a team around? See, I don't know how the build works through the end. Like, what's we just don't like have Hertz. to worry about either. buys. Yeah, we can do either. Uh, let's do let's Hurts. Hurts. It seems like yeah. yeah. Let's do it. I think Hertz might be the better pick here In, for a reason I'll talk, discuss later. It's it's harder to get Alan Diggs just by ADP in like the backstop of always having like Devonta um, relative to AJ right. Brown is, yeah. is not too bad. I like that. Uh, More ways to stack Hertz. Pat, did you infer that you have some Eagles propaganda? Or was it the Diggs ADP? It was the Diggs ADP. Hmm. I just wanted to be able to get the stack <laughs> and i feel like you're more covered here in a weird way if you go with like you, you have a better chance of getting brown as adps with like one spot later all right so um, does this usually go chase Diggs brown i guess chase might go here normally like i in mine like joe Burrow, chase purdy. go at the six seven turn all the time okay he wanted purdy he's mad at the turn for taking purdy right he went I mean, Diggs. Purdy essentially transcends ADP and logic in these contests. He's just his own entity it's that you so don't weird. try to apply logic to. Now AJ it's Brown's so weird. Why would you here. take Purdy there? Yeah. Uh, see, AJ oh, Brown. Ah. This is what happens. Yeah. So I guess. I think we uh, go Smith. I think we just need to lock him out. If, yeah. We can still play this. There's more. No, just end the stream. It's over. We didn't get AJ <laughs> Brown. <laughs> We can't still play it. It's 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 all ruined. Yeah, because basically what happens with this drafter who takes Allen, Diggs doesn't fall to them. They know that they're going to be able to get uh, Gabe Davis. 
So then they know they have one luxury yeah. pick in between. So you want to go Sanders or a 49er? So I want to take Dave Davis and just dunk on this. I was going to say I would go Sanders or uh, or Davis or Higgins, basically an AFC side of it, an I AFC mean, the, alpha. The petty thing is Davis to get the Josh Allen. The petty Allen thing back. is Davis. Yeah. Higgins is also in play or Sanders. Well, let's go Davis. You want to just yeah. – <laughs> right. yeah. the chat, yeah. the chat yeah. wants us to cut Davis. Yes. There you go. Thank you, you take our – uh, we take yours. Please take Isaiah McKenzie here. Just the cope pick of all cope picks. <laughs> uh, he's he's steaming. He's oh yeah, steaming the clock, right the now. The clock is running. Oh, yeah. oh he, he took miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's game well recognized done. game. Well done. Nothing like building for the same Super Bowl lineup with the guy right next to you. In the yeah, game. I mean, mutually assured destruction has always went well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone I else in this draft is like, thank God these idiots are fighting each other. I want to say, like, I did, you know, I did a couple hundred of these playoff drafts. I think there was only a couple times where I did get so tilted that I went out of my way to make sure that I snipe <laughs> there. It's very, it doesn't happen that often for me, but when it does happen, it does induce some rage. Like, if you if you're setting something up and it's similar, like. I don't, I don't blame you at all, but some of these people, man. This, I mean, Although, is this going to be a Goddard pick here? Yeah. If he goes a third eagle in a row, I think it's fine if he does. Like we have a pretty, yeah. pretty nice single stack. Back on over. Oh there. my yeah, god, he went Goddard. He went Goddard. So <laughs> I would say we take uh, Juju or Knox? or not <laughs> Pollard. About Pollard, we could. Um, Pollard's definitely like the best player there i'm just saying if we want to build out a uh philly and then kc or buffalo super bowl that would be the other option that I think i've been going kind of all four but maybe that's a mistake i'm gonna just take i'm just gonna take juju real quick okay um and oh sorry pollock i just cuffed you hard on your uh he was he's sniping and now we've started another (laughs) feud because he's dude we're sandwiched (laughs) with guys that are building the exact same shit we are uh so we could take we could take Pacheco, which feels shitty. I think we got to take another bill to, to cut the sick Knox or Singletary. Knox or Singletary. <laughs> yeah, I actually I think Singletary makes a lot. We of We have to take Singletary with Cook already gone. Otherwise, we're at risk of not. Yeah. Ideally, we would get both Singletary and Pacheco, and then we wouldn't be forced to take uh, Gainwell, and then we'd be live for two different Philly Super Bowls and have the running back from the AFC. See, I think yeah, we should have went Knox Singletary, so Belts couldn't have got even yeah. a single stack on the Bills. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be Max Petty. I don't do a lot of these drafts. So, you know, you put me in here, you take AJ Brown from me, it's going to happen. Yeah. It is kind of tilting to get. I had one where the Allen guy took AJ Brown with digs on the board. Like, oh, I was really? at the one of. Yeah, I was at the 102. I took Hertz, and then he took Allen, and then he had the choice of Diggs or Brown and took Brown. Why? Disgusting. I don't know. I took, then I just, I stacked the fuck out of the Eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that, that would tell me. I don't know how you guys, I mean, you guys have done enough of these drafts. I'm still very naive to it but i would chuck my phone across the, the room probably not so the only the, the other like, thing 
we can do here from an advancement angle if we want to just do so if we want to lock uh lock up is goddard oh no goddard's gone like we could play through the jags too because we have well no we have the chiefs bet that's why i was Four. suggesting a cowboy because we can yeah it, it obviously they'll get eliminated in the super bowl but or we won't have them well our cincinnati now would be the other team if we want to do like a boyd hurst and keep us live or you could do Boyd P. Ryan and keep yourself. Well, we have alive two Buffalo. Another. We have two Bills. Oh, you want to do that? I'm saying if we get three Eagles, you can make yourself live for different. I, I would rather take a Eliza Mitchell or a, like play the other side of that bracket because I'm more worried about advancing in round two. Advancing round two is harder than advancing round one. Yeah, I just don't know how much Eli Mitchell is actually helping us. I think about, he's going to be available for us board. here, though, if we want him. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I've just been kind of going like I've been picking a winner of all four and then trying to push more of it to the other side of the bracket when I have my quarterback and stuff. Well, let's say I have an AFC quarterback, do more on the NFC, but I'm I'm fine taking Mitchell here. Let's do it. I think he fits. Pat makes a good point. To just help us get out of help us get to the Super Bowl. Yeah, if they yeah. De- if they destroy Dallas. He runs for 80 yards in the second half. I mean, because yeah, it's one I of think... six, one of 12, right? To get to get through, yeah. I think it's twice as hard to get through the second round. <clears throat> I could be I wrong. I think that. my preferred way, construction wise, would be to go Gainwell and P. Ryan and just keep the teams tighter yeah. that we're trying oh. to get. I like that because right now, because we don't, we can still get Gainwell. But right now, we need the Bills to make the Super Bowl because we can't have the Niners make the Super Bowl because then we don't have a Let's not take P. Ryan then. No, P. Ryan too- would be – oh, or just take Gainwell and then make sure that we have a running back in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. No, Gainwell just I get what went, you're saying. So, okay. That's why I was saying if you don't want the Gainwell pick, then you need all your running backs to come from your AFC team. That was Belts. He's definitely – you think he's watching the show? I think he's watching the show. He's he's a not he's not very happy with us. No, I mean off. once once he goes down this path, right? Yeah. Like once you do the AJ Brown Sanders, like he should be stacking this up. Makes sense. I'm down for P Ron. Because now we I feel, like, I feel like that doesn't make sense to have two Bengal two Bills and two Bengals. I don't, I don't. I guess I don't really understand the Boyd either, but I I might be missing some. So basically what we're saying is we need an Eagle Super Bowl and then we would be we want to field five guys in the starting lineup. There's a starting lineup of five players in the Super Bowl. And yeah. so we can mix and match. We could go like five Eagles and have zero ones coming back. But the way because we don't have enough firepower on the Eagles, we need our Super Bowl matchups. All oh, right. To get but us why to don't you just five. why don't you just lean into Philadelphia Buffalo? Because the talent gap when someone else is drafting Buffalo players is chopping that off. And I would like rather have a Tyler Boyd than a Khalil Shakur. Yeah. Is kind of how I think about it. That's why I end up with a lot of Cowboys. I'm fine with that. That's why I end up with a lot of Cowboys because I feel like when you get down this low, like, you know, like Michael Gallup and he'll be out there. Do we feel good about Quez just to have a third Eagle? I feel good about Quez. I'm good with that. Yeah. Yeah. As a stack for sure. Um, Ross says, is it best to try to get three to four guys on an NFC and three to four guys on an AFC team? I personally, hang on, let me make this pick. Do we, should we just lock up Scott or do you want to do P Ryan? We can, if you guys want to do P Ryan, I, I don't mind. I'm I fine just, with that. Don't get we it, don't really want chiefs in the Super Bowl with how this team's constructed. We want them versus the Bengals 
because we're not going to be able to get a Chiefs running back unless we take Rojo uh, or, or CEH. <laughs> well, hang on. Don't so right it. now we want a Bills or Bengals versus Philly Super Bowl. Right. But we're guaranteed to, to lose two key players this week. And then like well, Pat's, to Pat's point, it's one out of 12, and you're already kind of behind the eight ball a little bit there, aren't you? I mean, everybody kind of is to an extent. Yeah. That's why I've been I've been trying to go like – like only picking one one side of each game, yeah. Which obviously, if one of the games blows up, this you're gonna have a low advance rate. But then at least like I have, if I pick all the things right, I might have all my guys in round two, and then still having the, the potential to have five in Super Bowl. I it's, guess I feel like you want to be as stacked on two teams as you can possibly be, even if it's like Beasley and stuff at the end, because you're that's picking where, them to win both games then. And if they're but winning, you got to like advance. You get there. You're, you're, you're having to finish at the top of your grouping. Um, and I know, but that's what I'm saying. Is like if the Bills win the AFC Championship, they're likely to score more. They're obviously scoring more points than the other AFC team. Their ancillary pieces are more likely to then catch a random touchdown. Like Beasley scored last week, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That kind of concept. Like I also kind of like Shakir as a play. <laughs> yeah, I'm down with Shakir. Yeah, and now I mean Shakir on this build makes uh, a ton of sense, but I have a feeling he'll go. Like in a scenario where the conference championships are I think two blowouts, went. you you do want the two Super Bowl teams completely stacked up in the conference championships. They're not likely to both be blowouts, but there are paths to where the losing teams in the conference championships almost don't matter because their offenses don't do very well in a loss. You know, I do. Think, this is not for this. I team think Shakir Boston Scott is. Shakir, Ceh, or Boston Scott are the best picks for this roster. Well, we don't necessarily need a Chiefs running back. We could go with a Chiefs receiver. I don't know if anyone jumps. No, because then if we have, if we don't go Scott and we get a Chiefs Eagles Super Bowl, we don't have a starting running back. You're right. Yeah. I just want to play Sky more clip. Yeah, and so like to answer Ross's question, I my philosophy in general is as long as you can field a starting lineup with five guys in the Super Bowl, I think it's okay. And then it's just what are the things you need to do around that to make sure you advance. Yeah. But, um, but I think it's worth thinking through round two advancement as well as round one advancement. So round Scott two is much and harder. Shakir go. So I do think we should take CEH. I, I'm down with that. Yeah. That's gross. It's, it's, it's really gross. gross. It is. Um, but but at the least whole we're point is that we have them for the Super, Super Bowls. Bowl. Yeah. He might, he might have somehow secured a role yeah. by the time we get to like Three weeks from now. Do you guys want um Ross? So some one-offs. So yeah, like I had in a lot of my gauntlet teams, like I was heavy, like even on like a say a Niners Bengals build, I had DK Metcalf sprinkled in there because I said, I know I'm going to lose either this entire team because the Niners lose, or I'm gonna lose Metcalf. But Metcalf is a guy who can help me advance when I am heavy on teams. I'm taking Hayden Hurst, I'm taking P Ryan. Those guys aren't going to help me advance out of round one. So you're trying to balance max correlation in the Super Bowl while also getting some guys who have a realistic ceiling of helping you advance. And that's it all comes back to the Jags and Giants again. Those guys give you some like nice ceilings to help you advance, even if your team's losing. Yeah. Want to do one more? Yeah. And that honestly was a pretty rough draft as far as like I a lot of these they come cleaner like where you're not in each other's way as much like that one we were battling with. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> All right, influencer one on one. I guess that's another Casey running back. Pat hasn't made a uh, a ballot for yet. We need to get the CEH ballot so, going. Well, the ballots haven't really helped anyone. To yeah, point. that's a good point. Um, so I'm not doing one for for McKinnon, um, <clears throat> who we now need. This comment, the mini stack thing, where he's doing a ton of Philadelphia plus Richie James. I've been trying to think through that same concept, but do it as Philadelphia plus the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are because they're the Cowboys are playing those guys in round two. And they're that's live the round. To, yeah, they're live. To that's the round that's harder to advance in. That's where yeah, I want to I like back. That makes sense. Or Philadelphia Jacksonville, if you want to, and then don't play KC. I mean, like at least give yeah. them a live upset to then have both teams still alive. Yeah. I don't really like playing both sides of a game you know. In the I don't either. Round. If it's one out of six, one out of 12. You guys want to take Mahomes or you want a Galbrain? Let's go Mahomes. I'm down to Galbrain, but. Diggs 101 to go Cowboys deck. What the fuck, Ness? <laughs> He's because what Nez is bringing up, like when you do a bunch of these, like the ADP, it's naturally funneling you to certain combos. Like we were discussing like that Gabe Davis dynamic with the Josh Allen, like that's playing out in draft after draft. And so if you can flip a build a little bit, like Cowboys are super cheap in this and so if you do want to play cowboy super bowl you can think creatively about the afc early guys you take that's one thing herzig was doing was he's going cd lamb 101 and um, that one backfired like, because the cowboys got much much cheaper as those but people are getting yeah. allen Diggs. Yeah. yeah people are getting allen Diggs and still being able to play the cowboys late it, right? true true yeah that's not necessarily <laughs> boxing you out because it would be more so of a anytime you can flip Lamp's... the build by just giving up josh allen and playing digs <laughs> and the rest of the cowboys is you know that's that's you gotta do it you gotta you do gotta it. do it <laughs> i will say this like i'm not a cd lamb guy but his adp is is too low in this they're live to beat the 49ers yeah they have a good offense and a good defense and they're playing a seventh round rookie i mean let's come on this pretty hype is is so silly. I say we just take Sky Moore next turn, flip the bill, <laughs> get him locked in. So we got a couple badges. Let's let's see who's out for blood. Who wants to uh, watch the world burn? Not a CD Lamb guy. Do you watch the Swolecast, Jonathan? Fake Alpha. Fake, Fake Alpha, alpha CD Lamb. <laughs> Get him out of that alpha tier. <laughs> He's going to be up for T, a while, Give man. me T. Higgins over C.D. Lamb. T. That Higgins on the Cowboys. Now we're cooking. There we go. That's so funny. Do you see Deion Sanders on the Manning cast? No, what that did he say? Amazing. They asked him about... The they asked him about CeeDee Lamb, and, and they asked him CeeDee Lamb versus Michael Irvin. He was like, what? He was like, CeeDee Lamb's great. You know, he's, he's – but Michael was Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, don't don't ever say that again. <laughs> what the – okay, Dingus, this makes zero fucking sense. Now I want blood. I want San Francisco. God damn this guy. All right, Debo Kittle. Let's go. Debo Kittle. Yeah. He took CMC second. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. what are sure. you doing? Debo dude? Kittle, we're great. We're golden. That's we better, dude. KC I'd rather have Debo Kittle. We yeah, don't even have to stack. KC San Fran uh, Super Bowl is going to be money. 
That's I honestly think that's better. Okay, you are a dingus. Now you have a, a San Francisco, a KC. Yeah, what is, what is Good this luck. dingus doing? Good luck. He just got. I told him Ceedee Lamb was undervalued. He's like, how can I snipe and get? And he has the better back too, and he's still dingus. You know, dingus. Jeez. So Thay is doing what we were going to try to do. The thing about the influencer one on one is the uh, the viewers of the stream can all pick twice until you get a pick again. So there's you're you're open to pri- to the most possible snipe scenarios when you're on the turn. That's true. Mm. Yeah, that's why are they giving us the one? We need to talk to underdog. We need a better pick. I mean, did they not give you a bat phone to get a hold of them now? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a bat phone. <laughs> hey, I'd like the one on one here, please. Chick Fil A's Andy. It's quite the username. <laughs> so we have. So this is the thing. So Uncle Fester is on the same Super Bowl build as us. Chick-fil-A Andy is in his Cincinnati lane. Conductor is in his Buffalo Philly lane. They is just in a Philly lane. And then Dingus is just fucking being a Dingus. Whatever. <laughs> Here comes the Dallas stack. With McCaffrey. McKinnon. But like McCaffrey CD Lamb is so bad. Like it's so bad through three you're rounds. What really thin to win the whole thing. With and, that and, start. and Ben to your point that you were discussing earlier of just like alphaing a team off the rip, I do think like the Bengals and the Eagles are ones to do it because you can get them ADP wise as we're seeing both of these teams do. And we know like two, three, maybe even four of those guys could go off in a game. Why are you and see? So he's playing the Barkley. I don't understand side that. that either. Why Barkley with a fifth? That's a bad you, pick in my opinion. You know I don't these like teams that are one. playing each other. It's also way harder to advance in round two. Why are you optimizing Take Juju, for round one advancement? Take Juju, I dare you. Dingus. Right. What is this guy? Does he know wow. you can only start two of these? Um, Juju we're gonna Pacheco? Do, I mean, we don't have do, Or Juju Tony. Although we need to think through the running back situation. Eli I, I think Pacheco. I think we go Pacheco. Just to lock up that running Just back. That running back. Yeah. I could see I like Tony, but Pacheco makes more sense. It's nice to kind of balance out our, you know, in massive wins, gonna... exposure tonight. <laughs> yeah. In in wins. So you're gonna say our McKinnon leverage in the FPC contest. <laughs> with our Mahomes build. I mean, we're basically playing the Chiefs, not just to get to the Super Bowl, but probably win it. I mean, Mahomes to have a big game in the Super Bowl, like could be because they're trailing, but he's gotta throw touchdowns. Yeah. He's gotta be good. I mean, a lot of that correlates well with Pacheco being in positive game script. Yeah, and see, like, what, what Easy is saying, too, is, like, now you have roster flexibility here. Like, if you are playing for – obviously, we're playing for Chiefs, Niners, Super Bowl. Yeah, that's You gorgeous. have your thing. Like, we can now start to – I still would love to get Tony, but, like, you can start to think about how do we best advance. Especially if they're not Cowboys and Jags. Not Cowboys. I like not the other. Jags. Yeah. But I also would like to pick one side of the Eagles, Giants – yeah. And the Buffalo Bengals. We well, should do Giants, a little. We should Giants do a little make Giants a ton late. of sense to us. The yeah. Giants wide receivers. Yeah. Let's do them late for sure. Love that. Yeah. How late can you get them? Because they they're live to beat the Eagles, dude. The they're the live. Giants wide receivers are cheap. Um, Hodgins goes first, um, and then you got Slayton, and then Richie James down here. Yeah. You can also do Bills ancillary wide receivers as well, which you'd maybe go off in a shootout with the Chiefs. And I will say, well. 
Giants yeah. are on the other side of the bracket, though. We want KC to beat the Bills. Like, Giants going all the way to the Super Bowl would be okay with us. The, the last thing we need to think about, guys, is our running back advancement thing. Like, I was actually going to say we might need to take ETN if he falls because, like, the running back cliff, that's the one thing we've messed around with here is that we just don't have enough points to even advance past the first round. But but then we're just dealing with the same problem in round two because ETN's definitely losing. We, we might need to take multiple Chiefs running backs. Um, so we can start the Giants wide receiver thing if we want. Did did Mitchell or go? Hardman. Because oh, Hardman, would... yeah. But I'm down with – Mitchell went. I, I'm down okay. with Hodgins uh, here. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, There's I'm down with Hodgins. It yeah. did get a little tight on what we're looking at. MVS went before us. Tony so just you, went three picks ago. He almost made it back. I think we could probably sit on Giants running back, too. Do you just want to get Hardman here? Yeah. Yeah. He's not going to help. He's probably not going to play this week, right? Didn't practice today. Mm, we could go elsewhere then. Yeah. That's fine. Oh, he's not going to play this week? He didn't practice today. Not great. Yeah. Not great. I I don't even like mine like a fucking Hydra Chiefs running back strat. Like Rojo CH and just be like, we're already betting on them going to the Super Bowl. Well, we I mean, need whoever what about just playing back. Pacheco? Can you play you a can. one running back? Of course. Yeah. I mean, it's a better strategy when you have CMC <laughs> than Pacheco. But... <laughs> but I mean, Mahomes, Pacheco, and a lot of you know potential high scoring and stacked up pass catchers. What about P Ryan? Basically, to, we can take P. Ryan. To make it work, if you raw dog Pacheco, you basically need an alpha Pacheco game followed by like a week where the running back one scores are like pretty muted, right? And so the opportunity cost, you're not getting lapped by the other RB1s. So like if you could ping pong that, good Pacheco game, one game where he's mediocre, the other backs don't do much, and you sneak your way into the Super Bowl, and he falls into the end zone. Don't you just yeah, need yeah. like 10 points from him? If if Mahomes saying, has ceiling games, the, but I'm saying if CMC goes for a 30 ball and every single team in your pod has a 20 point head start on you, that's really yeah. really hard to overcome. That would be in the second round, or is, isn't our pod this or either round? First round, either round oh. is what I'm saying. I'm saying you have to hit that thread that needle three times essentially, or two yeah. if you want to say the Super Bowl could be like Miles Sanders being fine. It's a bummer that Mitchell went because that yeah. that just made a lot of He's sense. Kind of perfect. I mean, yeah. playing Pacheco to do like a Damian Williams thing and score a bunch of touchdowns over three games, I don't think is insane. But it's uh, I hear. But you. that does it, to make it our only path is a little bit. Yeah, because the, the opportunity cost of taking a P Ryan or something. Let's P do P Ryan if you guys want. Oh, you want to do both the Giants receivers? I do think we should get another running back. I think I think Cincinnati running back definitely makes sense in this Let's build. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do Cincy mm -hmm. running back. Which which Giants wide receiver? Chad, I yeah, know. Pat, I mean, Slayton, Slayton over James. <laughs> I'll let you have Hodgins, but I'm not letting you have Richie James. Yeah. Give me Slayton. Slayton's got to redeem himself. What about the yeah. redemption narrative? Half PPR, yeah. he's a better fit. He's got the eight up. He's, a, he's yeah. only slightly. He's like a he's a wash with Richie James, but in half PPR. We can wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Such disrespect for the best wide receiver on the Giants. Chad saying we like needed that. Jennings. We probably should have um, taken Jennings over Hardman. I think if we could like think it through a little yeah, bit more, yeah. but he does. I mean, 
Is Jennings a ceiling player? He's like a guaranteed six points. He's going to catch two or three passes. He's kidding. He until Brock Purdy zone. throws him another hospital ball. Yeah, until he dies. <laughs> that a so one random walked. dino guy on Twitter thought was the best throw Brock Purdy. Yeah. <laughs> that was so weird. That was so he, weird. Brock Purdy balled out that entire game, but he shows his worst throw. <laughs> he almost is why he's incredible. That was a oh horrible pass. God. What do we, we so? I think it, literally just like Justin Watson. Think? Yeah, I, I, I like that. He runs Chiefs, routes. We could go Chiefs wide receiver or Chiefs running back. I think Chiefs running back is probably the guy. And why we get like mix up our exposure, maybe mix up our exposure. <laughs> it would be nice to kind of have a walk off clip <laughs> in the show tonight. You know? Yeah, it would be kinda, pretty sweet. Kinda, uh, I think you missed the say it. button there. Yeah, yeah. I just mean. Like, Cause I'm a little worried this lineup's, you know, duped right now. So <laughs> yeah, well, one we way. gotta get unique, man. Um all right, guys. Play Kyle, Kyle Juice check. Just allow it to happen. Allow it to happen. Thank <laughs> you guys for tuning in tonight. Best of luck. Divisional round weekend. We will see you guys next time. Peace out.